And we're live. Woo. Yay. Nice. Welcome back. Yeah. Another yeah. week. How have you guys been? Eh. I'm getting over a cold. This is like the last day, I think, of it. Oh, yeah. Are you sure it's just a cold? Yes, I'm sure. Because okay. other things is this other than COVID in this world still. For but sure. yes, I'm I just feel sure. like anytime I have anything even relating to like feeling sick, it's it's like, oh, crap. So it's like a reflex. Like, oh, I'm God, is you. it? Is it? I'm with you. I'm just sick of getting that question from literally everybody. <laughs> That's fair. I feel like it's it's rational these days. No, because I would just stay home. Like, I wouldn't be. I mean, I would hope you, so. be sure you just hate that people that assume you're being an asshole and showing up while sick that. Yeah, because people have been assholes and showed up while mm. sick with covid that like I, I hate this world that we're in. It's like, yes, I'm sure it's a cold. I took three tests. I took two at home and got an actual one because I needed to know for my work if I was right. legally allowed to go back in by the government. That's, that's that's awesome. That's super responsible of you. How hard was it to find those like at home tests? We have them because uh, my girlfriend had gets a box from her work. She works in like a healthcare type thing. Nice. So she just we just have them here. Nice. Yeah, I remember when I was up there over Christmas, yeah. they were really hard to find. Um, luckily, my mom's a pharmacist and she was able to like back channel yep. some for us, um, sure. which was great. But um, they suck. I was that just shit curious. Hurts. It hurts. <laughs> Yeah, I definitely poked somewhere wrong the like oh. on the second or first one and god that hurt. You put real it in bad. the nose holes, right? Not yeah. a different hole. <laughs> no, it hurt. Oh I've god, had, that was really bad. So I done one of them. It didn't hurt, but I've had one done to me like the far back nose one. That's me- yeah. that one was messed up. Oh, that's <laughs> that, the one I did. Oh, I don't th- I don't think at least the at home one I've done, you didn't I didn't have to go that deep. So I don't know what the maybe you have a different. There's, maybe there's, a different there's yeah, there's, there's two ones. methods. OK, they, these ones have two methods. You can do the deep way or this way that you like put it in a certain distance. That's not very deep. Uh, spin it around a bunch yeah, and then like yeah, put yeah. It in the other way on the other nostril. Yeah. Just to like really make sure that you get it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's the one I did. And then, yeah, like you said, there's like the one where it's like, we got to we got to swab your brain, basically. Yeah, that. So I did that to myself. (laughs) Um, The going in wasn't the bad part. It was coming out. My eyes started watering. Yeah. Yeah. The going in felt weird, but it didn't hurt. It was coming out. I think I like snagged like a hair or something because it really hurt in a way that I'm not used to. All of this sucks. It sucks. I don't. This is bad. Uh, <clears throat> but yeah. Well, I'm glad, I'm, uh, I'm glad it's just a cold. I'm glad you're almost over it. Yeah. And it's standard cold things like a sneeze, uh, just kind of feeling a little tired. Like it's pretty standard cold stuff. No cough, no lung stuff at all, really. Right on. John, yeah. how's your week been? It seemed also negative. Yeah, it's just been kind of meh. Been changing around my medication balance, which has been kind of messing me up. Uh, our neighbors getting construction done on their house right next to our bedroom. So yeah, it's obnoxious. I have basically have not slept in three days, like not slept soundly. It has sucked. Uh, yeah. yeah. On top of that, yeah, I'm that. wearing my new glasses now and they are still being broken in. So they are pressing very hard against the temple of my skull. So I've been oh, yeah. in pain for the past two days. It has sucked, to be perfectly honest. I have been miserable for the past. You can years. probably see better now, though. I would assume that's the other thing. Uh, so 
my when I went to go get my eyes checked, they basically said like, yeah, your eyes are almost exactly the same as they were eight and a half years ago. You don't <laughs> need to go any stronger. But just okay. because of this one thing you said, we'll have we'll give you a slightly stronger prescription just in case. And yeah. I put off putting wearing I've had these for like a month now, but I've only put them on recently because uh, the first time I did, I almost fell over like they were too strong, oh. if that makes sense. And they still do feel a little too strong. Like it, there's like a, a focus zone, if that makes sense. Like there's a blur vision outside yeah. of where I'm looking that's not there on my previous pair. So you're not, and you're not talking about outside of the glasses. <laughs> no, I'm talking about inside the glasses frame. Yes. Yeah. 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 I so, mean, I'm definitely not the one to ask. So I think or to, or to either comment, my prescription but, was done a little too strongly or something else is up or they got it wrong or what. But between the I fact that imagine I can't imagine your head got wider. And so maybe the fact that the prescription seems wrong, the size of them seem wrong. Maybe you got like a little kids or someone else's. These are definitely glasses. not a little kid's glasses. I think the problem <laughs> is like I used I've had metal frames all my life. This is my first pair of yeah. plastic frames and they're great. Mm. Like I love these glasses, but man, like these these points, they press in. Yeah. They press in hard. It hurts. Hmm. Like uh, and because they're plastic, they don't bend like the metal ones do uh, without, you know, causing actual structural damage. So I actually have to go back to the optometrist yeah. sometime soon and be like, hey, what do I do about this? Both like, yeah, oh, God, both the uh, the eyesight and the, the pressure. Alternatively, just get like a nail file, take off some of that extra skin. I mean, you got layers of it. Just make like a divot. <laughs> I, it's more so I the skull it's pressing against that's the actual issue. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not, I don't think I'm I that mean, you, good at filing f- yet. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I need yet. an industrial file. G- give me one. some time. I need some practice. <laughs> right on. Right on. My face is doing good. I'm actually incredibly surprised how much I kind of just bounced back from that last surgery. Yeah. Um, by the yeah. end of the weekend, I had stopped taking pain meds. So, wow. Yeah. It's, uh, Jesus. The, over over the course of the weekend, my face kind of ballooned up a bit. Um, sure. But then by expect. like, yeah, um, like Thursday night, I looked pretty decent when I was on the show. I would say by maybe like Monday or Tuesday, I had gotten back down to looking like that. Now I just kind of have like a bit of a bump underneath the cheekbone, um, which will, I'm told will be a more a couple other weeks. But I mean, I'm looking at myself sure. right now and you can barely even tell. That's, yeah, that's still insanely impressive. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. sure. So, yeah. Um, so it's, things are going good with me. Um, sorry to hear things are not going good, good with uh, the two of you. Uh, well, they're getting better every day. Good. Yeah. And then John's just like cruising. I just hate steady. everything. Yeah. His <laughs> yeah. will get better eventually. I just hate <laughs> everything. It just makes life easier. Doesn't it? We're also yeah. in uh, prep mode for Coliseum now, which is also why my, my free time is at a kind of a premium. Uh, yeah, and okay. work stress and yeah. stuff. I could see it. Yeah, so we've got yeah. two weeks to our actual annual charity marathon. It's two months early this year, and uh, oh, why is that? Wow. Hmm? Why is why'd you move it up? Oh, because originally we were all supposed to meet in person because uh, we we had booked to do it in person in 2020, and then the pandemic happened. So Airbnb yeah. gave us a credit. But the credit expires at the end of this February. They weren't willing to push it forward anymore. So ah, we had the no pandemic choice. is over. Cool. Yeah, exactly. Thanks, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So we had no choice. We had to use it then or not 
or lose it. So we tried. Yeah. Uh, mm. Not everyone can make it. Not everyone feels comfortable doing it. So we're having like a, a pocket thing where a couple of us are in one place. A couple of us are in the place we were supposed to be in. And then the last few people are at their homes. So we're one. I'm one of the sure. three or four people that are just going to be at their home. Everyone else is either in one of two pocket locations. Yeah, I assume there's not a lot of I mean, I don't know the extended family. Are any of them even in Calgary or around the area? Uh, myself and my wife are the only Canadians. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. Well, that live that live in Canada, I should say, because two are Canadians, but they both live in the States. But yeah. Okay. Oh, yep. Hey, yeah. we still count as Canadians. <laughs> I can vote. Well, for I don't that. know. One of them. Well, I guess one became a dual citizen today. So I guess technically still she counts oh. whatever she wants. I guess so. Hmm. Well, not whatever she wants, but she she has two options. Now. Yeah. So, oh, Whichever's more convenient. Exactly. That's like the that's the goal, right? Canadian went in Canada. Result. American went in uh, America. There you go. Well, it's pretty much it's it's like American went in America, and then anywhere else in the states, <laughs> you say you're from Canada. Oh, I was gonna say anywhere anywhere else in the world, you say you're from Canada. Sorry, that, that's what I meant. Anywhere else in the world, tell them you're Canadian, because um, you'll, you'll just be smooth sailing, as far as I'm concerned. Um, all right, well, let's do the show about let's do the video game part of the show uh, for a little bit. Uh, this is the top down perspective for February 10th. And I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. I'm John Wheeler. and I'm not going to lie. I honestly thought you were going to slip right into talking about a TV show or movie right after that transition. Just to troll I everyone. Mean, I could if you'd like. I'm, I've always got something in the chamber. I, I don't at the moment, uh, but I probably could have. <laughs> you, you know what? I say to I me and to I, this I entire say, podcast audience how dare you i finished masters of the universe revelations and that show is so good not enough people are talking about it it is like the most badass while being extremely goofy like show i've seen in a while so i I think it's because the way they did the show because they released it in half seasons from what i remember and the the first half was on a major cliffhanger yeah and then the second half kind of like like a big war is starting for the entire second half and it's just like oh you know all the coolest fights from castlevania because it's the castlevania uh, animation house they're like let's do that with he-man and because it's he-man like everyone's like extremely ripped and has like weird powers so they even bring like orko and they make him cool and stuff (laughs) like they even if you don't like he-man you should watch this this 10 episode series because it's a blast yeah, Kevin um, Smith wrote I, for it, right? Or was he director? I forget which. He's a writer. Okay. Was he a writer? I thought he was just like a producer or something. I don't know exactly. Uh, he had some he role that was pretty important. He, writer would be important. He 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 was definitely like championing it for sure, uh, which again makes you kind of think he's a, a, a producer, but I, I could be mistaken. I didn't mm-hmm. pay too much attention during the credits. Um, but uh, yeah, that's on Netflix, so people should definitely check that out. Again, uh, video games. I had such a nice little smooth transition into it, and then you did that. Paul, have you played anything? No, I mean, I played a a bit of our TDP Plus game, but I've been pretty much sick, just kind of resting this week. Okay. Uh, John has not played anything. Nope, nothing. (laughs) Haven't had any time. All right. Well, you guys can talk to me about the games I've been playing. Um... This week I finished up like a bunch of kind of longer projects. Um, I finished up like February's TDP plus game Kenna. Um, <clears throat> oh, okay. I wrapped up Halo Infinite. 
Uh, so I was just kind of wrapping up a lot of loose ends and I was like, time to just play some like some quick fire ones, most of which were all just FMV games that I had just had piling up in the background that I'd been wanting to get to for a while. Um, first one I played was called Five Dates. Uh, this is a Wales interactive published game. Wales does most FMV games these days. So there's a good mm. chance you've uh, you've played a pu- Wales interactive published game. This was a FMV game that was filmed, produced during COVID in in dur- with the London. It's based in London, so it's locked down. So everyone filmed themselves and sent the footage in. And it's basically a dating sim where you're a dude. Oh, I don't even remember his name. It's like it might be Victor. Maybe I don't think it's Victor. Anyway. You're gonna, you're Victor or whatever, and you're going on a date with five girls, and then you have to just like answer questions and and you know try to get them to agree to a second date, and then you get to pick two. You go you go on a date with three of them, then you get to pick two that you want to pursue for a second date, and then the two you go on a date with them again, and then you pick one, and then you see if you can like get their I guess get their phone number is like the end goal for each one of them. So. <clears throat> There's five girls. You can go through the whole thing. Um, it's pretty fun. I thought they did a really good job of making these video chats because it's all video dating because they're all in lockdown. Seem yeah. really like authentic as well as like the way they would like overlap some of the talking. Like it sounded really natural. Mm-hmm. I was I was pretty impressed with how they did that, uh, especially considering they they filmed this all individually without actually doing any video chats with the other person. Um so they did a pretty good job of of making it seem like an actual conversation was happening. And then because it's an FMV game, there's just some like goofy stuff that you can you can play around with um, with some of your options. So <clears throat> that was a fun one. <clears throat> uh, these next two I was probably more into. Um, first off, Telling Lies got added to Game Pass a week or two ago. Yeah, I uh, saw that. This is the like next game from the studio that did Her Story. This one was this one's definitely like the like highest production value. It's kind of it's like the meatiest one there. Uh, it is very much her story like in, a, in but we like we built on that exact formula. So once again, you are typing in search words and listening to video clips in completely different out of order and trying to piece together what exactly was the narrative that happened to these people. And that's one of the other differences from her story. Her story was like all one girl talking about her one story, her story. Whereas this has like a whole cast of characters and you're figuring out how they relate to each other and how their lives intermingled and whatnot. And you're looking at like dates and times and figuring out, okay, wait. So it was 2017 here, which means he hadn't in this part yet. And you're looking at like the the amount of facial hair he has because that kind of like puts things in in the right order and stuff like that as well. Um, that one's really, really good. Very enjoyable. Again, highest production value for sure. Um, and yeah, if you like her story, definitely check this out. A, a really good FMV game. If you haven't played an FMV game and it being on game pass is just perfect for that. Um, but yeah, just know going in the whole point is you're going to be kind of lost and you just, Anytime you basically hear a character mention any kind of noun, you're going to want to remember that noun and search for that because it's going to load up like, you know, four or five videos where that noun was mentioned. Right. Um, One downside, and this is the craziest design decision, is so Mm -hmm. let's say you look up 
I'll give you the first word that they like start you on is love. And what they do is with these search words is they'll give you up to five videos where the character in the video said the word love. And they'll give you time codes of when that word was said. So you'll pick the first one. You can't play the video from the beginning. You play it from where they said love, which is odd because oh. you're going to get like, let's say you're going to get like a six minute long video and it's going to start you at like a minute 30 where they said love in a sentence. So what you need to do is you need to like hold left trigger or the rewind button, rewind all the way to the start of that video and then play it because there's no way you're not going to want to watch the whole thing. You're trying to solve a mystery. So you want to see every little bit of information you can get. And that, and what sucks about that is sometimes you'll rewind all the way to the beginning just to see while it's, you know, rewinding at, a, at you know, fast speed or whatever. It's, it's not fast enough. I'll tell you that. You'll see that they oh, this guy actually wasn't even talking. He was listening the whole time. So now you got to re- fast forward all the way back to where you were, where <laughs> the actual talking starts. It's oh, it's crazy. I don't I totally don't get it. They needed a play from the beginning option because you're going to want to do that every single time. And that was beyond frustrating. I, I'm I, seeing a lot of negative reviews here, and they're literally all saying the bookmarking system is terrible. Why can't I like restart a it's video? So weird. It's so weird. It's such a weird design decision. The whole time I was thinking, am I <clears> missing a button? Because the lack of a like start from the beginning option seems like a no-brainer. I could a not A lot of people it. hate this. Like 288 out of like 700 reviews or something are negative because of this that yeah, you're talking about. It's weird because every single time you get into a video, you're going to have to do that. And it doesn't rewind fast enough. So you're just sitting there and then, yeah, it's a weird thing. But a lot of people here are saying that if you keep notes on paper like they did, then it's usually OK. <laughs> Which is hilarious to me. Yeah. Like I <laughs> just like just you just keep notes on paper, idiot. <laughs> It's, it's just weird because it kind of goes against like the whole concept, like totally. it's a mystery. So you're going to want yeah. to look at everything, all the information you're presented, not just like this one spotlight that they shined on it for you because you might yeah. get more information out of that. And th- that's the whole point is you want to hear other nouns so you know where to search for next. But they do kind of have this this mechanic where, you know, when the subtitles are going, you can like pause and literally click on one of the words and then it'll just search that one for you. So they kind of want you to like jump through these search chains. But I ended up never doing that because when I was given one word, I wanted to watch all the videos I was given yeah. for that word. I don't want to like miss out on those. So it's it kind of fights against itself. It's weird, but I don't know. I enjoyed uncovering the story. It, it's fun. You know, you're literally kind of putting it together like a, a, a narrative like a puzzle because you're not getting it in in chronological order and that's, and that's just fun to do and stuff yeah um and then this last one dark knights with poe and monroe this is probably this the, one like, i'm curious about this is like the mo- most bizarre one so this is part okay. of a like trilogy um that includes yeah. the shape-shifting detective and uh the infectious madness of dr decker right as well. So I haven't played Dr. Decker. I do have that one. I understand that one's like really not great to play. Um, I've heard bad things about that one too. Yeah. So So that's the first one. And so I wanted to, so I had played Shape Tiffin Detective first, which is the second one. That's just, I didn't know it was a trilogy at the time. So I was going to play Dr. Decker next just to try and get back in order. But my friend was like, dude, I couldn't even get through it. It's so bad. Um, And I was really interested in in Poe and Monroe. So I just, I just went and played Poe and Monroe. Sure. Um, how is it 
it's it's super interesting. This is the lowest production value out of the games I'm going to talk about today. And what's odd okay. is, even though this is part of a trilogy, they self-published this the, instead of like the, re- the rest of the, their previous games going through Wales Interactive. So for yeah. some reason, there was a break off there and they did it themselves. And you can definitely tell the production value is a lot lower. There's not as many areas. It's it's a lot shorter. Um, Shapeshifting Detective is a, is a much better game that I would recommend. But this is interesting yeah. because you're following Poe and Monroe, who are like radio hosts. And they do a show every day called Dark Nights with Poe and Monroe, where they take callers and they just talk about like spooky things happening in the small town of August. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game is episodic. There's six episodes and each episode has like nothing to do with each other of them. They're just like, here's six short stories that these characters happen to p- upon, um, which is pretty interesting. That's that's kind of unique in, in the FMV space from what I've been seeing. Usually, like if you go back to Shapeshift and Detective, it's like one big mystery. This is like six tiny little mysteries or six like quirky things that they came across and some kind of like supernatural element was at play. Kind of sounds like Welcome um, to Night Vale in a way, but just done as a game. A little bit. Yeah, it yeah, does. a little bit. These are these are real short. Like, um, you know, when I think of episodic games, I think of like two hours to three hours long. You know, Telltale games yeah. are all about that long. Life is strange. These are like 20 to 30 minutes in length, each of them. Oh, wow. wow. OK, yeah. And then, you know, there's six of them. So you're getting, you know, the whole game itself is maybe three hours long, maybe two if you don't go to see kind of what some of the other branching narrative paths would have led you to. The the big draw here is these characters are just so enjoyable uh, to be around that, like, I would love more of these little micro episodes of these characters. Um, But yeah, it's weird. And I will say not all six episodes are great. In fact, the first two I thought were some of the weakest of them. Episode three is really fantastic. I really liked six as well. You can't jump around, I don't think. I think you have to go through them in order. Um, but like like I said, if you can muscle through about an hour, you start getting to some of the better episodes, in my opinion. Um, cool. And yeah, so if you like, you know, shapeshifting detective thematically, you'll definitely like Dark Knights with Poe and Monroe. Um, so I would recommend that one as well. Uh, and I do need to check out Dr. Decker uh, probably this weekend. See if I can get yeah, to at some that. point. Sure. Uh, the last game I'll talk about that I've been playing is I tried out that Aliens Fireteam Elite. Uh, yeah. Since, yeah. I You know, it's a co-op game. I got to play every single co-op game at some point sooner or later. <laughs> OK. Uh, yeah. This has. So this is a Left 4 Dead style <coughs> game. It, it's pretty much just Left 4 Dead. This is probably the most boring Left 4 Dead game I have played um out of like all of the 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 environments so i've only played the there's like five campaigns i've only played two of the campaigns so far the first one is you're on an one of the ships they're probably all on a ship right no the second one is like the prometheus planet so you're in like caves that have big like faces and stuff like that interesting Um, okay i don't know where three is I, so and that's the other thing. I've only seen Prometheus, so I don't know oh, okay. <laughs> like what else you they could be pulling from theoretically. Sure. Um, yeah. But let me ask you this. I'm sure, Paul, or, and maybe John, you've seen all the alien movies. Yes. Not yeah. all of them, but what, a couple. Which movie was the one where the working Joe's got a sniper rifle? 
the working Joe's got a sniper rifle. I mean, there's one in a prison. I don't remember a sniper Alien 3 rifle. is the one in prison, which would probably be the one you're thinking of, but there's barely anyone left when Ripley's no. crew wakes up. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you can definitely tell, like, the developers were looking at this and being like, you know, we need to put more enemies in this game because they can't yeah. all be aliens. So we'll yeah. make some of them working Joes. So then you just end up on like the Prometheus planet playing like a bad Gears of War clone while some of them have sniper rifles. And, and I'm sitting there being like, I haven't seen this movie, but I bet not at one point did a working Joe pick up a sniper rifle and start shooting the protagonists of any of these movies. Yeah, I could. I was kind of wondering how. So I have this installed. I just never got around to playing it because uh, it's on Game Pass. Yeah. Um. I never got around to playing it. I was wondering how they were going to do the fact that like there's all of the alien like different variants or whatever essentially still boil down to a fast melee type enemy. Sometimes it can spit like an acid type thing. Yeah. yeah. And that's about it. Okay. So like so, how are they gonna like add in so, gameplay? Yeah, how do they get like the typical Left 4 Dead style enemies that show up in every single one of these? Because those are, I guess, the only four types of enemies like spe- that can exist. Special ones that do more yeah. than just so like run in you're faster. You're looking at when it comes to the to like the xenomorphs, you're looking at yeah. a whole bunch of like little ones that just run at yeah. you and like jump jump at you and slap at you and stuff. Yeah. Sure. Um you're looking at ones that have like a green mm-hmm. sack on their head and those spit acid. Okay. Then there's like some like red crusty looking ones and those ones like to jump on you and you have to do a quick time event to get away from them. Um, that almost sounds like the face huggers. There's, yeah, it kind of does, right? There's like th- those serious ones are the ones that walk on two legs and walk towards you and they're a bit bigger. Those ones will like pick you up and you have to do a quick time event to get out of the way. And <laughs> oh, okay. like, that's an actual alien at that point. Yeah, that. Yeah. Well, they're okay, all this actual is aliens. More, no, I mean, I mean, like right? this is making the, a little the more sense. standard form. What most people like picture. Yeah. Yeah. And then like the working Joes. So they all look the same. I'm, I'm to be fair. All those aliens look the same, too, unless they're like the big gray one or the red jumping <laughs> yeah. one or the green spitting one. The working Joes all look exactly the same, except sometimes they'll have a sniper rifle. Sometimes they'll have like a big shield that you have to like. Okay. trying to shoot beside and then and uh-huh. then it begs the question like why didn't they make the working joes out of the shield material if it's better <laughs> <laughs> yeah but okay i don't know cost whatever effective I, maybe i i guess but they had they were able to make hundreds of these joes that's the other thing is like i'm not super paying attention to the story but it's like why was this prometheus planet absolutely littered with working joes to fight that i have probably to fight? colonization attempts i would assume yeah, there's no humans anywhere, though. I guess maybe the humans escaped. Right. And you wouldn't send a human when you can send a robot to do grunt work, right? They sent like eight dozen of them. Yeah. At least right. per fight. For, for colonizing, yeah. it makes sense. There's, How much are you going to need to colonize a planet? I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. That's the other thing is like you get on these environments and they're so samey. Like the first yeah. campaign you're on the ship and it's like, well, I know I'm going to go down this hall. And there's going to be a lot of 90 degree turns. And then I'm going to go down that way. And then there's going to be an open room where it's going to say prepare for battle. And you have to like put some mines down. Um, yeah, get ready. I could see it being really samey and a lot of. So the thing that was kind of the death knell of my excitement for this game is that it came out and I follow a bunch of like horror enthusiast type people 
they talked about this game for like the nights that they were sponsored to play it and never again. So I was like, oh, okay, it's one of those. I get it. Yeah, well, from what I understand, though, Aliens isn't isn't so much a, a horror movie like Alien was. Aliens sure. horror, so. Aliens is more actiony horror, and Alien yeah. Three is a mess. Yeah, yeah. So this is definitely like an action <laughs> yeah, game. Like they're is. not trying to be scary. Although sometimes when you come around a corner, there's one of them just sitting there waiting yeah. to pounce on you, and it's like, God damn it. <laughs> um. Sure. I don't know. Either way, though, like. When I think of and, and I guess maybe Back for Blood comes to mind as like the most recent one of these I had played. And I yeah. think back to like Left for Dead, it's like, you know, you're kind of like working your way through a town. So yeah, there's like sure. new things to see. And this one, it's like, yeah, I guess this cave area is a bit bigger than the last cave area. But it's still there's still other four dozen working Joes I need to shoot. Like it is so boring. <laughs> there's just yeah. like nothing to grab you that of any kind of interest. How important is like class diversity and actually choosing maybe some different stuff to like, I don't know, keep going as for the co-op aspect? You do. There are classes, which I guess is is a, is a bit different from, I guess, Back for Blood. You kind of build a class with the cards. Yeah. So yeah. like I'm playing like a like an engineer, so like I can like put down engineer. a turret. Um, yeah. I, I don't know how important it is. Like it's re- it, it's definitely useful when my mm-hmm. buddy who's a medic puts down his medic thing and then we're healing. That's do you feel like you need like a support type like that, like a healer or could you do without one? I think you could do without one because every time you get to an area where they want you to have a big battle, they give you it's like, oh, cool. Thank you for all the ammo. Thank you for a bunch of health packs. And thank you for they're they're like consumables. So every time everyone gets like a turret anyways, and I just happen to already have a turret. So I get two turrets. Sure. Okay. Um, do you get but, to like upgrade that turret to like a missile turret or something cool? Or you do. Like, what's yeah, thing? that's probably one of the the one interesting thing is you you get to like your loadout. You can kind of customize it a whole bunch and then it'll tell you like your like power rating. And then the campaigns nicely will say like, hey, make sure you're like at least 250 as a group to, before you do this campaign. Although the minute I get to a campaign where I'm not able to be a high enough level, there is no way I'm going back to a previous campaign and grinding to get stronger loot and, and sure. level up this character so it better just be like you play it once and you're good to play the next one or you've lost me um sure especially the when there's so many other games out there that like do this type of thing maybe better um and then the way you kind of customize your character's like abilities is it's kind of like a it's like a, a i don't know a resident evil style inventory of you need to fit this chunk into there and as you level up you get like a oh, larger yeah, okay. chunks to use so you get to there's a bit of mixing matching of like well this vertical piece will extend whatever ability it's connected to so i can put it on my turret or i can put it on my grenades so that's that's kind of interesting you know there's, a, there's something sure. there um but it's on thin ice you know that's what i'm saying right now it is on thin ice as far as i'm yeah. concerned um from the very little bit i've seen of it i think game pass seems like a good home for that game yep oh yeah for sure um definitely enjoyed downloading it and having it for free so yeah those are the games i've been playing this week that i can talk about um so let's do some news because a lot of stuff has happened all right before we hop into that uh i looked up what you Mm -hmm. asked for earlier kevin smith on he-man Four, oh, yeah. four credits, story editor for all episodes, written by for all episodes, although there are writers for other episodes as well. He's the only one who was on all 10. 
He was a voice actor for Goatman in one episode, and he's also the executive producer. So he was a lot of roles, oh. basically. Jesus. Right on. Yeah, uh, that is true. And it, you mentioned Goatman. They definitely do call out like who that like some. The joke is like there's they brought in some like F tier characters from the original thing into this. And as someone who is not a big He-Man fan, it kind of went over my head. But I do have a feeling if you like He-Man, there's some extra jokes in there for you. That would probably be pretty funny. Um, all right. Should we talk about that Nintendo Direct? Let's do it. Yeah, I watched it. Hey, what a coincidence. I watched it. I listened to it. Hey. Hey. Nice. Um, John, I'm sure okay, you're the- probably the most excited about some of this stuff. Uh, there's a number like, of things in this list I was genuinely excited about. Like, I literally just went, yeah, like, take us through it. All right. Uh, Fire Emblem Heroes somehow is getting a sequel. Sorry, Fire Emblem Warriors, rather, is somehow getting a sequel. Uh, despite I'm not being, surprised. Despite being one of I the least liked Warriors games from what I've heard. Uh, this is mm-hmm. Fire Emblem Warriors, what do they call it? Three Hopes, which is an, uh, a side story slash alternate universe take on the Three Houses group. It looks like it's basically the same characters, but a completely different storyline. Uh, and also, it's a Musou game again. Yep. Going to be Yay. Sean's best of. Uh, what is the order? This is not the order that things went in, I thought. This is a random order Ugh. of stuff. Okay, so this will be random order. No Man's Sky is coming to the Switch this summer. Yeah. No Man's Sky. What was interesting is they didn't specifically say the cloud version, which... I assumed right. it would be the cloud version, but this game does look a lot worse <laughs> than it looks. Yeah, it looks a lot worse. I wonder I how say, big like, it overall, is. Though. This whole thing, it was like, man, these games, they they look rough. These games look like, well, they are tired of being on the Switch's hardware. <laughs> so you're right, except for Nintendo games always seem to like pull it out somehow and they look great. And I don't understand why. Yeah, well, and with the Nintendo games, like, I can't compare them to something else. Anytime where they showed a game, because a a lot of this direct, like, I don't know, at least 60% of it was like, hey, here's some old games that we brought back. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, this looks kind of like dog shit. (laughs) Yeah. No Man's Sky being one of them. All right. Mario Strikers Battle League, a new Mario Strikers game after like 15, 16 years. I literally just screamed in my car when I saw this. The one year I don't bring forward the prediction that Strikers is coming out. I I think I I did the same thing, too. I thought the series was dead. (laughs) I'm so happy to be wrong. Holy shit. You um, this this looks great. It looks fine. I will not get excited about another mario sports game after the last two until someone actually tells me if it's good because i've been burned yeah that's pretty fair. much twice at this point sure i mean i liked mario golf but fair enough <clears throat> uh yeah no i'm hoping this is good uh eight players this time around 4v4 on both sides local and online uh they're doing online like leagues hence the the thing about it uh you can pick more than one main character to be in your team instead of what they used to do where you picked a main character and you then you pick like your side players so you can actually have like dk wario waluigi rosalina as a team versus just like waluigi and a bunch of hammer bros can i have like can i have like eight marios uh yeah. i hope so because that would be chaotic <laughs> as hell i'd imagine or like eight versions of Mario. So it's kind of like a Dragon Ball Fighters Goku scenario. There you go. Where he's just in there like a bunch. Uh, I will say 
Bowser just picked up the ball with his hand. What the hell was that? I mean, that wouldn't be the first time. I'm pretty sure if memory serves me. Why would they invite him back? I don't think he gets invited. I think he just shows up. <laughs> mm. I mean, there's a, just don't play with him. Like you can't, can't fair, in the previous games, like his own minions were the, the damn side characters. So I think they're just like, yeah, all right, let him in. It's payment for, for letting us, letting us be able to fill the teams. I'm just saying, if I'm playing soccer with someone and they pick up the ball with their hands twice, mm-hmm. that's it. Once it's like, oh, that's funny because this is soccer. Twice it's like, <laughs> what are you even doing? Right. But yeah, no, pretty excited for this. Uh, this comes out June 10th. Hella excited for that. <clears throat> Dear God, please be Yeah, good. just in time I, for I, I think it is confirmed to be next level games as well. So Because uh, at least the artist is the same at the very least. So a lot of it is looking like it. But uh, a lot of people confused because for some reason they didn't show off Daisy and a, f- a lot of people were like, they kind of connect her to that series. So we'll see. Oh, hmm. Okay. Is this why I saw an article today where Daisy's the only female character in Mario that has teeth? Probably. That's probably what slowed it down was they had to put the teeth in. Mm. Yeah, uh, Switch definitely would not be able to handle that many polygons. Yeah. Well, except for that's <laughs> where all the teeth polygons have come from. We're from the Switch. So Chrono Cross Remaster coming out on April 7th. This is for multiple platforms, not just the Switch, but specifically the Switch releases April 7th. Uh, they upped the models a little bit to make them a bit nicer. They upped the font a little bit to make it nicer, but otherwise it looks like they didn't change much else. It's kind of the same level of remaster that I think Final Fantasy VIII got, where the game runs a little faster. You can change like the settings. You can skip fights and stuff like that. Looks it's nice, also though. also including that... Um that and never a, released thing, right? Yeah, Radical Dreamers is also included. That is the game that ties Trigger and Cross together uh, that was released on the Nintendo Satellaview on the Super Famicom. Right. So this is the yeah, first which, official English release of Radical Dreamers. That was the um, cool. like the streaming kind of thing, right, in Japan? Yeah, it, literally like connected to a satellite. Uh, so like a certain hours of day, you could get broadcasts from it to uh, download to your Super Nintendo. Yeah, I think it was through like the coax cable. Yeah. Good for good for fans. Look at them. Yeah. We Sports is getting a sequel, unsurprisingly called Nintendo Switch Sports. Uh, yeah, this made sure. me like remember that I paid money for one to switch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, six sports, three from old games, three from three that are new. The new ones are volleyball, badminton, and oh shoot, I'm gonna forget the last one again. There's a sword fighting one. No, that's an old one. Oh yeah. Sword fighting's old, bowling's old. Uh soccer is the new one. Soccer's the other new one, I couldn't remember. Mm. Okay. Uh and apparently. You guys think this getting... will be like huge? No. No, Wii Sports was huge, man. Yeah, but it was also a pack in. That's what helped. Yeah, it it missed its time. It's true. It missed its time, in my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. It is, they keep it is selling getting, a ton of switches. Yeah, it is getting free golf DLC eventually, though. So there you go. What's what's also crazy to think about with this one is like there's a lot of switch light users out there that just can't play this game. I guess that's a good point. Oh, man. Yeah, <laughs> never thought of that. Yep. It's so weird when Nintendo puts out like a motion control game on the switch because they have a they, they have a product that cannot do that. Yeah. 
Wow, this thing is in insane order because uh, this is, was the very last announcement they had there. Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is officially announced and it's coming to Switch in September. All right. I can't pretend to care about this. I mean, it looked like a Xenoblade game. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. Uh, Earthbound Beginnings and Earthbound are added to the Nintendo Switch online services for Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Uh, a lot of people felt burned because it really was framed like it was going to be also the announcement of Mother 3. So yep. a lot of people were really <laughs> salty about that, and I don't think I can blame them. So when I was watching this, I was just like, holy shit, they actually did it. And then like everything went through and then it ended. And then I was just like, oh, I bet the Internet's pissed. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My same thought, I'm like, ooh, they fucked up. Ooh, they fucked yeah. up. Oh, that's so funny. Let me and let me get this straight. So Earthbound is Mother 2, right? Yes. And then Earthbound Beginnings is Mother 1? Yes. Okay. Originally, the Mother 1 was supposed to come out over here on the actual Nintendo, and it was supposed to be called Earthbound. But they didn't bring it over here, so they called the second game that they brought over Earthbound. So that's why now it's been redubbed Earthbound Beginnings instead of, you know, Mother 1 or Earthbound 0. Okay. All right, got it. Uh, next up on this list, like I said, this is in a weird order. Uh, they announced a ridiculous amount of Mario Kart 8 DLC. Like, yeah. an actually ridiculous amount. 48 new tracks added, being added to the game over the next two years. This is literally well, doubling the amount of tracks in the game. Yeah, and new in quotes. It's like remastered. The, oh yeah, tracks. all the tracks apparently are remade tracks from other games, but they are including the mobile game that's been out for like a year or two as remade tracks. So some of them might as well okay. be new. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. that. That's basically a new track for sure. Yeah. How, this is weird. Mario Kart 8 DLC? So like, I, I, I've talked with this with a lot of people. I'm like, this is insane. Like 48 tracks is literally the size of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. They could have just made a new Mario Kart. But everyone's pointed yeah. out to me, it's the number one selling game on the Switch by a lot. Yeah, sure. keep that momentum going. Yeah, for, 43 million copies of this game have been sold. Totally. So, well, yeah. I don't, well yeah. no, I think I'm with John on that part. Like, sure, they'll, they'll sell a bunch of DLC. They could have easily gotten more than double that by just calling it Mario Kart 9. Yeah. And then they would get 60 bucks over 25. Yeah. People will still buy it a ton. And actually, it would have made, like, me buy it. Because I'm not, I'm not going to go out and get eight deluxe now, so I can play these remastered tracks. But if, it, but if they had called it Mario Kart Nine, I would have just got it. Yeah. So this is what makes me wonder. Like, I think at this point they're signaling that it, like, we're not getting another Mario Kart until the new system comes out. But at yeah, the same time, right. what the hell is going to be in Mario Kart Nine if they're just willing to give us like forty eight new tracks? Well, new tracks. It's going to be one track. That's it. It's an open world Mario <laughs> yeah. Kart game. It's just Burnout Paradise. Actually, Mario I'm actually Kart. okay with that. I'm at, you and 99 other carts drop Holy into the mess. You joke, but Paradise, people but would Mario love Kart? that. God, it, was it so, would be I bet fun. People would hate that because people don't like there, change. I would no, love there that. Wasn't there like, was it in Forza Horizon? Wasn't there a mode that was a battle royale? Yeah, that was Horizon. Kind of fun. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you yeah, could yeah, do sorry. that in Mario no, Kart. I was, I, was talk, I was referring to the, the Burnout Paradise, but Mario Kart, I think that oh, would be gotcha. awesome. That'd be so great. Yeah, but. that would be that would be wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, they're releasing it in six separate packs of eight tracks each over the next two years. It's yeah. said in fine print, like all tracks will be out by the end of 2023. 
Uh, I believe the first pack of eight is coming out in March, middle of March. And uh, they revealed, I think apparently they showed all eight tracks, but they only named three of them. And the only three I remember seeing named was uh, Tokyo Tour from Mario Kart Tour, N64 Chaco Mountain, and, oh crap, what was the third one? Coconut Mall from the Wii one. Thank you, Coconut Mall from the Wii one. The one that Mm -hmm. actually had the music playing in the background. And I think they teased Uh, one from Mario Kart Super Circuit was there, (laughs) and I don't know what the other four was. I wasn't paying that much attention. But yeah, no, they, they said they're basically pulling from all previous Mario Kart games. 25 bucks. It's also included in the Switch Online expansion pack. Yeah. The, 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 yeah, the super one, the N64 version one. So, yeah. Okay. So there you go for that's a pretty good deal at that point. But 25 bucks also yeah. for basically doubling the size of Mario Kart is also a good deal. Well, it would be you. Yeah. It's 25 bucks for everything. If you do the, the uh, subscription, you'd have to get two years of it to get. No, that's also true. That's that's out. actually clever. I didn't think that. of that. That's that's something on yeah. Nintendo there. Uh, I wonder if they're gonna. They haven't announced if there's gonna be any more like characters or vehicle parts added. So I'm wondering if that if it's just pure tracks. I'm assuming it is for 25 bucks for all for all that. But still, that's a that's insane. Yeah. Moving on, Portal and Portal Two have been announced for the Switch in the Portal Companion Collection. So finally, Portable One and Two. Portable, portable, you portable. This was, you think this is just a little bit weird since the like Steam Deck is coming out at the end of the month? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> just kind of just odd timing right there. Really odd timing. Uh, what else we got here? Triangle Strategy, which again, I still can't believe they're sticking with that name. Still the worst name. Yeah, yeah. at least I, they dropped know, I the like project. that name. I'm I'm glad that I'm I'm glad they did. Comes out March 4th, so that is less than a month away. Tell me about this next one. I have never heard of this game. All right. This was a Super Famicom Squaresoft RPG that never got released over here, but definitely has a cult following. It's called Live Alive. Uh, I've always used, I always grew up calling it Live Alive because it made more sense because it sounded like yeah. living a life, but apparently they are both supposed to sound the exact same, so it is Live Alive. Uh, okay. But yeah, so this is a... An, a JRPG that was on the Super Famicom where you go through seven different storylines based on different times, uh, different eras, basically, and different characters, uh, starting way in the prehistoric era and going all the way up to the distant future. And then I believe once you clear all seven of those, an eighth one happens that ties all of them together somehow. But apparently like, it's it's a really like it has a big cult following from what I've heard. So this is the first North American release of this game officially is being done in the 2d or live 2d engine or whatever they call it. The 2d art engine. Uh, sorry. 2d it's, HD. Thank could, you. HD 2d 2d HD, which is such a lame name. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, it's, it's the, the engine concept, that uh, it's, Octopath Traveler and triangle strategy. Are yeah. Going in, and that I dragon just, quest three remake. Stupid term, man. So yeah. I mean, uh, if you like nonsense. classic JRPGs, this is definitely one to pick up. <clears throat> I feel like every like one or two directs, we get another classic Squaresoft JRPG that I've never heard of that has a cult following that they're bringing back. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm not surprised. Like I'm I said, not- this is an excellent, a, a bit of a surprising pick, but still an excellent <coughs> pick. This also means they're kind of, they're starting to run out of stuff they got in there on that Super Famicom, which means Bahamut Lagoon's happening in one of the next three directs, basically. The Bahamut Lagoon. It's Nintendo. They'll find a way to resell you something. I mean, well, like we're square, gonna go down the yeah. list. Some of these games, I feel like they went to like kind of like a Walmart bargain bin and was like, "Oh, this 360 game, ten bucks. Oh, we can put this on the Switch." 
I mean, I'm gonna not not gonna lie. I'm excited about this next one. Klonoa, Door to Phantom Isle, and Klonoa 2, Lunatea's Veil, getting released as the Fantasy Reverie series collection. Klonoa is I've been wanting to play these for a long time. Klonoa this games are fantastic. Timing. I highly recommend this series if you like platformers and to a point <clears> puzzle <throat> platformers. They're very uh Twitch action, but they also have some puzzling elements if you want to get all the items and the collectibles. Highly recommend the series. Uh, next, this up, next one's where it's at, though. Yeah, next one. Kirby and the Forgotten Lands uh, is coming out. It, wow, it doesn't even say the date in this blurb for some reason, but I know that's really soon. <clears throat> it's next month, I'm pretty sure. It's uh, I think the 25th. It's the same day as Ghostwire Tokyo, so you can, you know you can get them both and they'll complement each other. Mm, there you go. Yeah, they they advertise mouthful mode where Kirby tries to eat things but can't quite, so he just takes the shape and form of whatever it is he ate. So he can try to eat a car and then drive a car with his mouth, I guess. Turn into a vending machine and other things. I can't take credit things. for this joke. I saw it on Twitter, but I just want to say, like, there's been a Kirby mouthful mode on the internet for a long time if you've known where to look. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> also, someone, someone else. And yeah. Like, my, my favorite one of those memes was that someone found a, a screen cap of SpongeBob for every form that they showed off. Oh, oh I didn't gosh. see that. That was really good. good. They showed I, the hand glider. I they liked, showed the, the mirror, everything. I liked the uh, classic Akira, him going towards the bike to take the uh, uh, tarp off, but it's yep. Kirby. <laughs> <laughs> that one was pretty good. This looked, this still looks so good. And then, it looks yeah, really good. the fact that like Kirby can't quite eat this, mm-hmm. so he's just going to like half cover this car is such a just whimsical, goofy idea that like I, I want to play this so much. I hope this game ends up being good. <clears throat> I have no reason to think yep. it won't, but. Ooh, this is another one I was actually really excited about. Front Mission First, a remake of the Super Famicom Front Mission game. Well, uh, that originally did get released over here on the DS as Front Mission, but uh, this is a remaster remake of Front Mission 1, and they announced right after that that Front Mission 2 was also getting a remake in the same way, and that was a game we never got it over here at all. So these are fantastic uh, tactics games fantastic games i love these so i'm super excited this blew my mind i was not expecting front mission same same when i heard wanzer because i was listening to it audibly Mm -hmm. i'm like wait a minute i only know one series that uses that name another one the last front mission thing was that left alive that was oh is is left alive actually front mission ew yeah oh yeah i I thought it was front mission evolved the weird one around the connect era Oh, it might be actually. No, if Left Alive is actually in the Front Mission universe, and I think you're right, then yeah, I think, it is. I think it's in the Front Mission universe. Yeah, I, there was such hope for that too because they got the dude who does the Metal Gear art yeah. in it. Uh, they got, oh my god, who else? Uh, they got some other people in on it, and it was apparently just crap, just the worst. <laughs> Oh, what a shame. But yeah, if you like tactics games, I highly recommend them. Uh, Front Mission games are fun. Splatoon 3 still exists, <laughs> in case you were concerned. Uh, they aver- they showed off the new Salmon Run features. I don't remember if they said the Salmon Run in this game is limited or not. I actually kind of spaced out during this part. Because I was like, of course they brought back Salmon Run. It was like one of the best features of Splatoon 2. <laughs> uh, but I swear to God, if they again time gate this fucking mode, I'm just not buying Splatoon 3. Yeah, I, think I mean, it was hard to tell based <laughs> on uh, kind of what they showed, but it made it seem like it was like a, yeah, like a, a horde mode again. Um, I don't believe you would not buy Splatoon 3. 
You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'll call double it. down. I'll double down. Fuck it. So if so if you're saying if if Salmon Run is has is has a timer on it, if Salmon Run is time gated again and you can't play that mode whenever <laughs> you want, I refuse to buy Splatoon three for one year. Oh, okay. <laughs> one year up. You're already backing down. Fuck! I need what it for work, Sean. Fuck off. <laughs> Do you yeah. want me to say it? I'll, um, I'll just say I won't buy a period. I'll do it. I don't fucking care. Wow. I'm just saying uh, that mode I is great. And that. the fact that they keep gating that mode is garbage decision making. It makes sense, too, if that's like the one thing you actually want to play. Yeah. From that. Why would you buy something that that's going to be gone? Yeah. yeah I didn't know the other one was sense. time gated. Yeah. You uh, could only access it off so much. You could, you could only like, access it like I think it was like half a day, basically. Oh, weird. Yeah, um, God, that's so stupid. It's, and it used to be worse. At that. launch, it was like, yeah, it's up for like six hours, and now it's down for six, up for six, down for six. Like, I think they, I remember, they opened the window yeah. larger and larger over development time, but it still, I believe, is not available at all hours of the day, which is absolutely insane. Unless, yeah, again, unless I to- missed a change and they did fix that, I hope to God they did, because I think that's really stupid. Are they trying to justify that with like a narrative reason? No, I wasn't really following the uh, story. No, the narrative and, reason is just like, yeah, it's just we're not looking for it. We're just taking a break. <laughs> That's it. We can't keep fighting hostage as they do. Um, I, I'm going like to look it up. The yeah. run a few times. So I, I would be odd if they like. I, I really feel like this time around, they, they, they have to have learned, right? Like it was like stupidly popular during the during the game. Like, I really hope they fucking learned. The way they're advertising it, it seems like they did, but I've it's yeah, Nintendo. I've been they've surprised been leaning before. on it. So I'm more uh, curious. They're doing a campaign this time, right? Uh, yes. I I don't know if they've yeah. revealed anything about it yet, but yeah, there's a campaign as per usual. There's Salmon Run. Like the, the basically so the I'm next trailer we get for Splatoon. Don't be surprised if it's just a single player trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think they gave a release date for Splatoon three yet. I, I think I, they said summer. Yeah, I, which I think yeah, they said yeah. a while back. Advance Wars 1 and 2 Reboot Camp, done by Way Forward, out April 8th. Got a new trailer showing off four-player online multiplayer, map-making, uh, campaigns from both games. <clears throat> Basically what you'd expect. Looks good. Yeah, looks good. Yep. Uh, and that's all that this has. For some reason, I thought there was something else here that was forgotten, but like I guess there was... No, just they, the, the they also have out. the Dread update is in this article. Oh, right. Um... Uh, Which that is or isn't like in this article. Mode. I don't see it here. It's below everything. It's like oh, there, never mind. Thing. I thought that was the end of the damn article. Uh, yeah, yeah. Metroid Dread got two difficulty changes. I laughed my ass off when they said like Metroid Dread's getting an update. We've made the game harder. I laughed yeah. so hard. I'm like, that's not what people want. <laughs> so there's now a new. I am wondering who that's for. I, it's that it's got to be for like speedrunners and just challenge enthusiasts. I get it. Some people it will definitely be. want that. It is literally called, I think, dread mode or nightmare mode. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you die in one hit no matter what. If, and then I think it, the game ends. I get to start the whole thing again. I don't know about that. It wouldn't surprise me. But yeah, it is one hit mode, essentially. Yeah. When I heard saw that, I was like, this is like the anti Sean mode. Like, holy yeah. smokes. Yeah. Am I do I not? Enjoy not for me. I yeah. No, I can't think um, of many people who would want to do that for like in seriousness. And then they I mentioned, yeah. Oh, yeah. We also added an easier mode too. they added a rookie easy, mode. Yeah. 
So see that makes sense. If you're gonna make that, why not do like these? Yeah. I just find it funny they didn't the lead thing. with that. Like that was the biggest yeah. complaint was the difficult is so you literally lead with we're making it harder, boys. Yeah. Yeah. So rookie mode, really uh, the only thing they showed was that you get more health pickups. Uh I don't know if they're actually downing the amount of damage enemies do, because I assume so, because that was again the big complaint. I only remember the that you get more from health pickups uh yeah the only thing they mentioned in the actual video was that you get more health they said your recovery is longer or bigger uh, that's the end of this article the only thing other thing i can remember and that was like the one i was uh, referring to earlier was like the force unleashed oh yeah they're like a bunch of games are coming over force unleashed was one of them which why not that game was fun so ugly oh my god so ugly holy it was so bad bad. i didn't i didn't see it i just heard i was listening so oh dude it looks so bad like i don't know like the wii version of force unleashed like it looks so grungy i think it literally is the wii version because that was those motion controls are coming over as well for that version oh good oh Oh, that would that would explain it then uh, so Once again, not thinking about the light users. Also coming over. That's that right. looked bad. I thought that looked real grungy too. Uh, yeah, they showed yeah, off a bunch uh, of things in their usual. Like, here's a bunch of games coming out right now. And I, the, yeah. the only one I remember is like some is a Getsu Fumiden, <clears throat> and I think something about oh yeah, Demon Slayer. Uh, yeah, like a new Tycho drum one. Yeah, we kind of hit the big one. Oh, that's, that's right. That's why they're yeah. in the article. I've got confirmation from Comet Strider in chat about the Salmon Run schedule. It looks like Salmon Run is unavailable for about six hours between map and weapon rotations whenever it switches, but it is usually up for at least 24 hours. An example of the Salmon Run schedule right now is uh, today's date, or uh, yeah, sorry, yesterday's date, which is uh, February 9th at 7 p.m., to February 11th, 7 a.m., then a six-hour break, and then uh, it continues from there. So they have to keep taking weird breaks in between for the mode. So it's which on, it's on for understand. 24 hours, and then there's a six-hour break? Yes. So that is better than and what it was at launch, from what I remember, because I swear at launch it was only 12 hours. I remember people on Twitter being like, oh, yes, it's back up or whatever. Yeah, just be like, no. What are they talking about? It sucks because I sometimes I wanted to stream Salmon Run and it was just down. So I'm just like, OK, can't do that. So I don't get sure. it. Like, no, I, I really hope they're just like, yeah, it's just a permanent mode now because it really should be. It proved itself. No, my math is wrong. That's 36 hours. And then the second one is not even like a round number like that. That's that would be 20. That would be 36. And then. Oh, no, you're right. That is 36 hours. Like that 42 there. hours is the next one. What an odd number. So <laughs> like, you understand what I'm saying, though, right? It makes no sense. I would say it probably makes about as much sense as a lot of Nintendo's decisions. I guess. So fortunately, like if anyone other than Nintendo did this, that would make no sense. But Nintendo being Nintendo, it's like, OK, I've just come to expect it. Yeah, apparently um, Salmon Run usually occurs every other day and is available for about 24 to 36 hours. Apparently there's just a variable amount it bounces around. What does it mean? What do the numbers mean? <laughs> um, all right, that was an intended direct. Let's talk quickly about some Sony. There's th- possibly a Jack and Daxter show coming to life. Okay. Sorry. Either TV or film. This honestly, all this did was remind me that I have not seen the Ratchet and Clank movie. 
And apparently it's not good, right. which is a bummer because it had the cast. Uh, before we jump <clears> to the next story, in, in searching up answers for Salmon Run, I found out there's literally a dedicated <laughs> Twitter account to just tweeting out what the current schedule is for Salmon Run. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Like yep. a good account just, to have. It's just yep. a feature. It, it tells you what weapons you get. It tells you the map and it tells you the time that it goes on and stops. Amazing. Does anyone own is salmon run up.com? And nope, they, that's available. They have, they like, they track how many like rounds of salmon run it is. So apparently the current run of salmon run is the 917th salmon run for the game. Okay. They literally, that's how bad it is. They, they're so spaced out. They had to track how many have happened since the game has come out. That is literally insane. All right, this next story is a quick hit on kind of the Microsoft Activision Blizzard purchase. Um, we had talked about how they were going to possibly hang on to or, or allow Sony to still have Call of Duty for like a couple more years. Or a blog post from Microsoft come out basically saying that they're going to continue releasing on uh, Activision Blizzard games. They didn't say which ones will continue to be released on PlayStation and Nintendo platforms beyond current agreements. So the leaks that kind of came out, everything could change. We will find out years from now what that means. Um, this next one, John, you also seemed pretty interested in this one. Have you been following enough to run us through this? I probably can. Let me, let me load up Amiga. specifically the Ars Technica post because uh, it is a bit, yeah. of a, following it's it too. a bit of a gong show. So I can I, have I can no help idea out what's well. going on. So the it, Intellivision Amico was a uh, Intellivision <clears throat> system that was supposed to be coming out. I forget when it even was supposed to come out. They ran a couple Kickstarters in the past, uh, but right. basically it looked like the controllers. It was basically going to be a Wii U equivalent where the controllers were touchscreens that you could use, and the the right. actual controller itself was the dial, like the old Intellivision systems. Tommy Tallarico and, like bought the the company and basically made it uh, com- try to make a comeback by trying to sell the system, but apparently it is a big fiasco. Yeah, and the big kind of draw, the marketing push behind this one was like, hey, remember when games were like simple and you know, the whole family got around them and they were like family friendly games and you didn't have to pay tons and like, hey, we're gonna sell games for ten bucks, yada yada yada, and that yeah. that number is important. We'll get to that later. Um, yeah, like this is they, they, this, this. There's no bullet point here, but essentially, uh, they are absolutely broke. And apparently, if they were to sell the system at the current price that they had set it for, which I believe was 250 bucks, they would right. be losing a hundred dollars per system. So there's a, there's a few things that's been changing, and a number of things to notice. So yeah, 250. They're saying we're probably gonna have to sell it for closer to 350 now. So just now, now consider what this console that kind of seems like one of those mall kiosk plug into your TV and play mobile game knockoffs. Now what it's competing against that is more than an Xbox Series S. Yeah, isn't that <laughs> um, also more than a Switch? That is more than the baseline switch. It's the same price as the switch OLED. Yes. Um, Which probably has a bunch of these games in much better form for sure. Yeah. Um, Uh, On top of that, they've announced that they're going to have to do another round of crowdfunding. Yeah. And people were kind of looking into like what that would mean and how much they in debt are. 
they would have to do another one after that as well. <laughs> um, they had one of the, the things that kind of was shone a light. They had an angel investor that basically came in early on and gave them around eight hundred thousand dollars to help get this off the ground. Mm-hmm. And as part of that agreement was for every Amico that was sold, a hundred would go his way, meaning they would need to sell eight thousand of these to even to, to to pay back that one angel investor. To date, they don't even have that many pre-orders. Yeah, they only have five thousand pre-orders total, I believe. Five or six, I think, was the number I heard. Um, which is crazy to also think of. Like this thing is. I don't think this thing is ever going to come off. They are like five million dollars in debt. There was a there was a line in here that was pretty crazy. That was something like. They lost like it was like two million dollars due to a contract dispute. No further explanation. What? Yeah, there's there's a lot of drama uh, specifically on Tommy Tallarico and the Amico. I'm going to see if I can find uh, the whole post here. Because I know that uh, Tommy Tallarico has also been stepped down as the CEO. He is now like the president. Yeah. Um, Someone else has taken over who has been there as well um, for the past like 15 months or so. That guy went out and did an interview where he said, yeah, that $10 price point for the games, we might have to up that by like 50 to 100 percent. All right. Let me skim the most recent post from this thread from Frank Cafaldi. The Amico is dead and done. They put out some financial info as part of their third or fourth crowdfunding campaign. I lost count and there's absolutely no recovering from where they are. Short version, huge debts and little cash on hand. No clear path to manufacturing. They need $5 million just to temporarily survive and make a few consoles that sell at a loss and increase their debts. They had a compelling product they could bounce eventually back from this and clear those debts, but it's extremely clear that there's little consumer interest because there's only about 5,000 pre-orders for over the last two years and the games aren't exciting anyone. And yeah, there's a there's a TLDR here on Reddit as well. Let me see if I can find the TLDR on this because this is very detailed. Oh my god! Uh, actually, I don't think yeah, I can TLDR this. There's it, just a it, lot. It's here. a crazy, like perfect storm of just like loss after loss after loss for a product that I don't even know was that compelling in the first place. Yeah, it wasn't. Like. They have um, in the article they're testing one. It does say they are at roughly six thousand Amico console pre-orders replaced worldwide by the end of twenty twenty one. Who like who who is getting excited about this? Like the people that buy those like hundred games and one thing that you can plug directly into your TV at a kiosk. This is like half a step above that. I don't even understand that because like if this comes out at three fifty or I don't even know what the pre-order price is. Maybe they were getting it two fifty. Like. Again, you could get a Series X and a subscription to Game Pass and get. Yeah, but these people don't games. care about like, that. They yeah. want old games redone. But that's sort that's of. not even what they're getting. Like, we don't even know what games are mm-hmm. going to be made for this. The, the Toe Jam and Earl people were on early, early, early when this was like first announced. They have stepped away from this as well. Like, I can't blame them at this wasn't, point. Wasn't there like an Earthworm Jim revival? Earthworm Jim 4 was supposed thing? to be on that system. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that, but there's also an Earthworm Jim game in development for other systems based off the new show that's coming. So the one that's on the Amico is unrelated to that. Yeah. Uh, Here we go. I'm going to skim this as best I can here. Um, (laughs) Here are the revelations from the SEC filing that are that are real problems. They have no runway left. There's only one to two months cash left to fund day to day operations. 
Their manufacturing costs contracts rather are not secured yet, which is bad. The system's firmware, operating system, and cloud backend are not complete, and they estimate that at least another 1.6 million is required to complete that. Keep in mind, I think this was supposed to be out two years ago. Uh, they've entered multiple agreements with horrific terms that severely impact their initial fulfillment, namely a 15% revenue share to Republic on direct console sales and a $100 per console fee paid to a director for a $675,000 loan until the loan is repaid. Uh, these make it literally impossible to use the pre-orders to fund further consoles, as I will show below. And television states that they need an immediate additional $10 million investment to complete the next step of their business plan, which covers seven to nine months of operation with a console launch window within six months from now. Without this, they essentially have no path to market. And then later on down here, it says uh, this is the estimated direct cost involved with each Amico sold $100 for the two controllers, $60 for the console. $20 for assembly, packaging, materials, and internal distribution. These are Some of these are guests, but some of these are confirmed by uh, other people. Uh, $100 for Sudesh, which I assume is who they're paying uh, other stuff to. I don't know what to exactly, because I skimmed this. Uh, and $45 for founders or $37.50 for VIP off the top to Fig or Republic. So that means that they are they their costs for a system is three hundred twenty five dollars for the founders model and three hundred seventeen dollars and fifty cents for VIP. However, they sold these at two hundred ninety nine dollars for founders and two forty nine for VIP. So they're losing uh, twenty five to basically seventy five dollars per system already, and they already took a like, hundred dollar deposits for both. So their prices are supposed to be locked in. So I think they've also kind of got a class action lawsuit possibly coming down the pipe too. Yeah, mm. I don't I I don't I don't see this thing ever coming out. No. It makes absolutely no sense like the only way you could be interested in this is if for some reason you lived in a vacuum where other game consoles and the PC and smartphones don't exist. Like I can't even imagine like kids being interested in this thing when I'm sure they have access to phone games that will look and play better like this. This is the craziest thing. Um, and it is just I think the the main surprise is just how much it is being like to it is. Yeah, no, they're dropping the ball so hard. Holy shit. I skimmed one of the other articles. They mentioned apparently they're trying to get more angel investors with NFT talk. Yeah, uh, great. Yeah, so which they're, makes, they're which in, makes they're total in the best sense. Place. Like you, yeah, that I'm not even surprised. Like, of course, they're looking into NFTs to yeah. try and to try and once again swindle money out of someone who doesn't really care. Yep. Whole things. Anyway. Apparently, there was there was a uh, interview that happened eight hours ago with uh, the new CEO Phil Adam and CTO John El Alvarado. Apparently they were going to answer a bunch of questions and maybe I'll check that out later tonight. Yeah. Like I said, this whole thing is an absolute disaster. Uh, like I said, I think there was some whole argument that happened a while back that they had to pay like that. That's what the million dollar thing they had to pay earlier was. I don't remember the whole information, but it's this has been going on. This whole fiasco has been going on for almost. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a year at this point, at least like the, the Amico got announced like yeah. what, three years ago. Maybe at this point, maybe yeah, longer. a long time it's, ago. It's been a fucking disaster. Probably about three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 
Other things that are probably not going to be a disaster. Grand Theft Auto 6 is officially in development. Not surprising. Uh, Rockstar confirms. Definitely not surprising. I am so curious what a Grand Theft Auto is post GTA Online's success. Mm. Um, The Housers are Mm. also out of there. So, like, what do they even do next? I'm... I am more curious about a Grand Theft Auto than I have ever been at this point. I am wondering, kind of like what you alluded to, are they going to do a combo release like they did with 5, or are they going to realize that GTA Online was way more popular than the actual main game and just release GTA Online with story beats worked in instead? No, I I, I think they're going to do a proper story. You think you think yeah. it's proper like like they did with five, essentially? Do you think it's going to be both like where it, they're basically two packages in one? Or do you think that it will just be a single player experience and then later on you can get the online experience? I, I do see a world where you can like download a Grand Theft Auto online, mm-hmm. like standalone on my Xbox as a standalone without needing it. I know they are are also updating Grand Theft Auto 5 because at the moment to get into online, you have to play through like the intro prologue, yeah. which is kind of a lot if you do not care about it. So they're kind of updating that to get around it. Um, so I will assume they're going to continue making Grand Theft Auto Online easier, but I do think for sure they are working on a new story uh, that will be a, like a proper single player campaign. Or, or, you know, maybe like a co-op campaign that I wouldn't be surprised. That would be something kind of new uh, for Grand Theft Auto, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see them going totally in, like, only doing online. Because I think they can double dip. Like, they'll get tons of money both ways. Yeah, but I feel like one will be faster development than the other. So maybe that's just the way I'm thinking about it. But then again, Rockstar with Red Dead 2, they, they kept it the same. Like, both were in there, so... Yeah, and I feel like they don't need to, like, speed things up. They're they're like one of the most popular video games on the planet. They can do whatever they want. They're rock star games mm. like Grand Theft Auto Online is makes bank for them. Every, like, it's like the top selling game, like every month almost. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Suicide Squad from Rocksteady has been delayed until 2023 makes sense yeah. haven't heard a whole lot about it so they showed a bunch off at the the fandom the dc fandom yeah. last time um but yeah they got delayed um this one this one's kind of an interesting one it seems like tomorrow they're going to announce the next modern warfare or Warzone 2 okay that's what a lot of the rumors are pointing towards and the Call of Duty and Infinity War account pretty much are kind of stoking the flames. So it doesn't sh- if they don't announce it tomorrow, I bet they do it at the Super Bowl. Sure. And then in some bummer news, <clears throat> uh, Team 17 um, apparently is not the greatest place to work. Most recently, they had announced an NFT campaign which after mm-hmm. about a day of fan backlash, they backed down from. And then that kind of opened the door internally of a bunch of their employees saying, we didn't even know you were doing NFTs. We would have all tried to stop you. And then a bunch of other stuff of like, um, just kind of like poor toxic management. Uh, a lot of it is like poor wages over there. 
Um, the article I linked for us here even references like some pretty scathing glass door reviews for like the last six months of uh, like poor performance, long hours of crunch, not proper pay. Um, Team 17 has come out for those who don't know Team 17. They do like the worms games. They uh, they're also a publisher. They work with like ghost town games on overcooked. Um, they, they're connected to a bunch of stuff like that and a bunch of those like satellite studios or I should say the other the developers they publish for like Ghost Town kind of came out in support of the developers against the higher ups at Team 17. Um, just a dark mark for Team 17, which is a bummer to see. Um, that's a pretty beloved studio. People, I, I feel like who doesn't have fond memories of Worms? Yeah, you know, I literally had the the egg icon be in the last Worms game they released, Worms Rumble. Yeah, I played that one. Yep, yeah. I saw that. That was fun. <laughs> so uh, this um, fucking sucks. <laughs> so, you know, they uh, yeah, Team 17 has come out with like a pretty wishwashy statement of like, oh, no, we stand with our employees and our conditions are better. And yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, who knows? Because that's just, you know, PR speak at this point. But hey, solidarity with those devs. Hopefully they can get move the needle now that a lot of this is public. Yeah. Paul, did you see these rumors for the Resident Evil 4 remake? Yeah, these rumors have been going on for a long time, but specifically this new stuff is uh, a lot of it's going to be taking place around nighttime or whatever, and it's supposed to be more in the horror, the horror slant than before, whatever that means, and they're going to add more Ada stuff as well. Yeah, can you tell me what this bullet point means? Scarier and inspired by the Resident Evil 4 betas? The Resident Evil 4 beta or Resident Evil 3.5 that came out was definitely more of a like spooky. You're walking through a scary house in the dark with like fucked up things chasing you and stuff like that. And then so it became Devil more, May Cry. <laughs> yeah. And then honestly, well, that became Devil May Cry. And then Resident Evil in general just became kind of an action movie uh, in a horror setting. So okay. I'm guessing so this, this beta is a really old thing. Is that what we're saying? Here? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Um, possibly early 2022 reveal. I'm not sure when they would do that. That seems like early based on just eight. Of I mean, when did they reveal? I guess eight came out early. Er- well, it came out early last year, so I guess it's been about a year since a Resident Evil title. Yeah. Yeah, they have stuff come out in the first quarter, usually, like for release. I don't remember when they announce stuff generally. They though. usually announce it two months before it comes out. I think is what they did with eight, from what I remember. Or like they give it like a proper push at that point. So, Guess we'll yeah, see. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure Paul, you would play this again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on. Um, moreover, on my side, we got some interesting news about and uh, the next Assassin's Creed project. Uh, according okay. to Bloomberg, Ubisoft has turned an Assassin's Creed Valhalla expansion into a standalone title. They, they did this late last year. It's going to yeah. feature Basim, which was without getting into like spoilers. So in Valhalla, Ivor, the main character, isn't an assassin, but she gets kind of like quasi trained by someone who is more typical of like who is definitely part of the assassins guild. And that's right. Basim. And then kind of the last third of that game, he's pretty pivotal to the, the plot. Um. So this, yeah, this, I know the spoilers, so that's neat. So this will feature Bassam 
and a smaller scope than usual mainline AC titles, it will focus more on stealth gameplay and is planned for either late 2022 or 23. And I'm curious about that, because like Assassin's Creed games are basically like open world Witcher games at this point. They are. They are. There is yeah. no stealth to be seen. It does not. You, you don't stealth anywhere. Um, and if I go, if you, if you think maybe like early Assassin's Creed roots, it's like a lot of that stealth stuff is what people like didn't like. You know, the eavesdropping, uh, the like pushing your way missions. through a crowd. Yeah, I mean, the pushing right through a crowd, that stuff's fine. That stuff's cool. Sitting sure. at a bench and waiting. Yeah, but yeah, but just like sitting at a bench and having to like listen, that was kind of boring. So I was like, I'm curious what this will be exactly. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm I'm excited to hear that it is smaller in scope because those games take up like months of my life. <laughs> and yeah. I could do with a little more of my life back, please. Sure. Uh, I'm definitely curious your guys thoughts platinum games wants to create larger riskier games and hints at live surface service focus. I mean, they also mentioned they're still not going to be not like stopping to make stuff like Bayonetta and stuff like that. So I'm not super worried about it. Of course, the company wants money. They want to keep existing. Yeah, I think that's the thing is like everyone like games are live service games now a lot of the time the bigger the studios, you almost kind of need one of these to like keep bringing cash in. Hmm. Just makes sense. Um, Does this have anything to do with that Babylon's fall? That's coming out that they're working on. Is is that supposed to be like a service? uh, No, I think they're talking further down the road. So I doubt any games that they have, uh, announced will end up like being changed into a live service game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we got less of the typical platinum stuff at some point and we started getting now they're doing a live service game or two and then fewer, you know, fewer bayonettas or, or whatever. Insert platinum game here. Yeah, it says here platinum currently has some 300 staff across <laughs> its Osaka and Tokyo studios with 70 in their Tokyo studio, which I think is the new one but they're keen to expand to over 500 in order to match company his ambitions for the company. Uh, and not hmm. being their new CEO. Okay. And this last news story is that Stadia is being deprioritized. This kind of already happened, but it's more public <laughs> it, okay. to being just kind of a generalized Google stream that is becoming more of like a business uh, play um, so it sounds like they're going to be kind of getting out of games entirely for the foreseeable future. Um, some of the, um, <clears throat> companies that were being thrown around is like, they would, you know, offer this out to other companies that want a streaming platform like Peloton. Although this came up oh, with news, yeah. um, before all of Pel- Peloton's like crazy, like downfall this week. So maybe Pel- I don't know if Peloton's in the market for a streaming service. Um, but I mean, who's surprised? Yeah. Uh, poor run out for Stadia, I guess. Sure. <laughs> and that does it for news. I say because we have to do TDP plus, we push questions to next week. How do you feel? about Sure. That? I mean, uh, if you look at this list, there's a stupid amount. We might have to do an episode of just questions because we pushed last <laughs> I week. Didn't to I was going to say, didn't we not do them last week, too? Yeah, they're piling up. That's. Why don't we do a couple and then we'll call it. Okay. If you'd like to send questions in, um, don't. 
for a little bit. Yeah, just don't for right now. Uh, so I'm, you know, I'm not even going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> You're going to have to figure it out. If, if for some reason you really need to send a question in, you got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, Kevin writes, what makes a racing game good or bad? Tight controls, oh, good tracks, and good car riding. Runder, rubber banding sucks. I generally hate a racing game with it. You know, rubber banding sucks, but I don't know how you avoid it because if you're just destroying everyone, you're not going to have fun. There has to be some no, challenge, but yeah. Yeah, you need some rubber banding. If I put in the time to get something like a car that beats everyone, I wanted to beat the shit out of everybody. I mean, that's fair. I, I don't know, just like no challenge? Why would you want that? The challenge is getting the car that can no longer have any challengers. But okay, that, so at, that point, at that point, the challenge is how complicated is the track? Like, how hard is it for you to yeah. drive, do all the driving of that? Like, it, you can have the fastest totally. car in the world, but, like, if you can't take a turn worth crap, you're still going to lose. Exactly. That has nothing to do with rubber banding. That's about you actually learning the game yeah. and playing well. I mean, okay. I, I get his point. I, if you're on a straightaway with, like, a 500-horsepower car and your opponent has a 300-horsepower car, they should not be catching up to you. But they can take turns. That happens all the time. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. I will say, like you know, the I feel like the most exciting races is like that first lap where you're actually going back and forth with people, whereas like the second and third lap where you've taken first place and they're and you're just like going further and further away. I feel like that's less fun. Mm. I think it depends. I disagree. Hence my answer. Matthew writes in the first time I played World of Light in Smash Bros. I spent several hours on the boss, the Metal Gear Solid 3 fight against Samus on a poison field spirit fight. Tried multiple fighters, lots of setups. Try actually tried to get good at Smash to beat her. Eventually I won, but only because the enemy SD'd about 20 times in the fight. I got the spirit obviously unsatisfied because I didn't win because i didn't win because of any skill but the ai decided to be dumb what are some unsatisfying ways you beat in difficult events in games i mean to be fair that boss fight that's one you're meant to go to like at the end of the game because that boss fight sucks um it sounds bad it it was it was a meme for a while like it was known for like oh yeah what what spirit battle did you struggle with in world of light oh yeah the boss yeah no that one sucks oh yeah um sure can't think of a specific time but i know i've had like bosses or enemies get like stuck on geometry yeah yeah um i find those funny but yeah they're super unsatisfying for sure i don't know sometimes i like i I get not wanting to you don't technically feel like you want it on your own skill but sometimes you just want to say like fuck you like just give a middle finger yeah you want to get it done with yep i agree i was gonna say like it's unsatisfying and you're basically cheating but I've yeah. never like restarted I, I, it to be like, hang on, we I I come to you and, I come to you with respect, sir. Yeah, like, I totally pick yes. up your pick up your sword and let's try this again, like men. I will never call the AI getting stuck on something you cheating. That is not sure. your fault unless you specifically know that doing this specific thing will always cause this to happen. If it's random happenstance, right. fucking, then you just got a lucky break. Does that mean no, you know that sure. fight? I'm, I'm, Absolutely not. <laughs> does that mean yeah, you no, got no. you beat it though? <laughs> Fuck yes, it does. Yep. Yeah, I mean, technically, yeah. Technically you did beat it, but like, can you really say that you are better than that boss? 
Yes, I played enough from yeah. I played enough FromSoft games to just say you take those. That is not the argument Sometimes I have when I'm playing a game. Them. Did I beat it? Yes. Then we're good. Well, you just take. If those. I go fight him again, will I win? Probably not. Do I care? Absolutely not. Yeah. Like I said, I've never I've never reset it, so I'll, I'll take it when I can get it. But yeah. Yeah, uh, in the chat, that's a good one. Sometimes if you do like a one turn kill strategy in an RPG or like build to Mm. where you're just like one shotting things because of some weird repetitive nature of something or whatever, that can be pretty unsatisfying for a boss. That's what I hate. I couldn't think of an example that just popped into my mind. Bravely default. I my team, I had a team. I loved it, brought it through most of the game final quarter of the game it just stopped working in fights it was useless so i had to look up like okay oh, what do i do wow. and like here's the recommended strategy and like okay this is this is great like i'm getting through fights without getting hit but now this feels pointless oh I will say, yeah like if if the game will allow you to kind of break it i actually think that's good because that allows so much kind of creativity within the game that you can kind of like set stuff up to do that and that that's pretty fun inscription has some elements like that where it's like <laughs> Well, this actually, oh, it will totally work. And the, and the game actually yeah. tries to like goad you into like, you should try breaking this game, which is pretty fun. Um, and I will say specifically with Bradley Default, I do like it when it's like if you're using kind of one build the whole time and then the game is like, oh, well, we're going to throw this one thing that you've been relying on out the window. Now you need to like actually think on your feet. I do like that as well, because I, I feel like it would get stale if it's like, well, I have I figured out the key to this whole game. And now I'm just going to walk through it. I mean, I get I get being like, OK, yeah, you you have like a physical build. You got to fo- do a magic build or something like that. But like there's just a point in Bravely Default where they're like, yeah, no, you need a very specific DPS amount now. Like you need a very specific, yeah. very, very specific setup to get through the rest of this. Yeah. Some of the final bosses, you really need to make yeah. sure you're like well-rounded for yeah. sure. Like I said, like that three quarters of that game are amazing. Sure. Uh, Dead Sky says, hey, Sean, as the de facto PlayStation Now representative from the TDP Discord, I figured I'd give you a quick update on what I've been playing from said service. Main game, Uncharted 1. I figured this was a good chance to start the Uncharted trilogy before the collection came out on PC, since 4 and Lost Legacy aren't on PlayStation Now. It was really fun. The writing was spot on, the light puzzle solving was fun, and some of the traversal was very engaging. Only negative was the amount of enemies, which apparently isn't an issue in 2 or 3. Very glad I got to try this game 15 years later. Oh yeah, no, oh, 1 has way more combat. They're, they're saying they're the representative. I thought they yes. were saying I was the representative. I, was like, yeah, I, I don't know why they're saying it to you specifically, but yeah, no, <laughs> Dense Guy is the, is the representative. I probably said something like, who is even subscribing to this? Yeah, so, that must be. Uh, oh, what, would you, what are people even playing? So this is just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Other games. Celeste, I beat it, uh, beat through it years ago, but I finally finished a B-side via this version. <laughs> Flower, very peaceful game. Let me get philosophical Flower with rock. my chat for 90 minutes. <laughs> Flow, abstract, yeah. and I couldn't hold, it couldn't hold my attention for too long. And Thomas was alone. Fun and funny puzzle game until it overstays its welcome. Next month. I disagree. I really like all of Thomas was alone. Next month, probably <laughs> the unfinished Swan short visual puzzle Hell game. Yeah. It's good stream content. Nice. GTA three remastered Vice City played the original on here for two hours via PS now. And it was disappointing, but not the remastered part. The core missions were apparently Vice City is better for that. So I'll try it out. Uh, mm. I, yeah, most people I find like Vice City more than three. I, I think that's a consistent thing. It's 
I mean, it's just overall a better experience. Yeah. They learned lessons from three and implemented those. Yeah. So, of course. Ratchet and Clank Quest for Booty. Unfortunately, Tools of Destruction isn't on here, but I'll play this before cracking time and enjoy myself. Love the PS2 originals. That's weird because Quest for Booty is supposed to be DLC for Tools of Destruction, right? Isn't it? I have no I idea. That would be really I weird. Thought, I think it's its own. I think it's a standalone. Is it standalone? Okay. Well, either I think way. So. It must be if it's on there. Uh, and The Wolf Among Us. I tried The Walking Dead and it had a pretty disappointing opening. I don't. I didn't care about what was going on. I tried 20 mm. minutes of The Wolf Among oh. Us and I know I'm going to play through the whole thing at some point. Wolf Among Speak, Us is good. Speaking of which, they uh, showed another trailer for Wolf Among Us 2 and, and talked a little yep. about that. Um, that like game, yesterday or something. Like very yeah, recently. Yeah, I think, I think it was yesterday. Yesterday morning. Yeah. yeah. Have they paid uh, the original I'm, people they let go from Telltale yet? Because I don't think they have. I don't have. think so. Yeah. I, I don't think so. Yeah, they didn't talk too much about what the studio is, which I'm still curious because they like yeah. they announced that Expanse game as well. I think a lot of uh, people are very suspicious because of that. I mean, I'm just ready for some more Telltale stuff. I like The Wolf Among Us. I also really like The Walking Dead that first season. Um, so I differ there as well. Um, I like it too. Okay. We each had a question. I say, do yeah. you want to do more? Do you want to call it there? No, those are all the email ones at least. So, oh, okay. That works then. Clear that. Incentivization. Send an email. Um, with that, what is your game of the week? Pacross, I guess. Oh my God. Mario 64? Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Wait, how's okay. the speed running for that going, by the way? <laughs> it's. That good, huh? Well, it's literally just getting good at BLJs. Okay. And then I'm fine because the rest of that, that game is so stupidly easy to learn that basic speed run that it's made that game fun for me because I generally don't like that game. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess mine's going to be Telling Lies. Nice. Uh, and with that, stay tuned for the Neo The World Ends With You. Uh, live stream as we do that episode or check out the archive when that goes up tomorrow and for tbp fans um next episode is going to be on the very weird series that is the book of boba fett i was going to say mando but that's the wrong thing (laughs) is it though i don't know we'll talk about that more this weekend for sure so anyways we will see you guys next week bye everybody bye